thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us again today for Jesus the Healer. I tell you what, we are having a good time in the Word. And we invite you, as you hear this teaching today, release your faith. Attach your faith to the Word because that's when the, the Word will profit you, is when your faith is attached to it. Amen. And then you become a doer of it. We've been teaching on the mind and we're so thrilled to get to teach this direction because I tell you what, the more skillful we are, with holding our thoughts in line with His Word, the sweeter life is. Amen. And so we've been taking as our golden text, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. So turn with me if you would. The King James translation, Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but He has given us power, or we could say this anointing. He's given us authority. He's given us love. His love, and He has given us a sound mind. We already have a sound mind. It's up to us to treat that sound mind right, protect it, and feed it on the Word. Amen. And then the uh, Amplified says of that verse, it says about the sound mind, it says it's a calm mind. It's a well-balanced mind. It's a disciplined mind. It's a self-controlled mind. In the previous episode, we were talking about um, this flow that is an enemy to a sound mind, and that is condemnation. Yes. Condemnation is certainly not a flow of God. He is not dealing with His children based on condemnation. Condemnation is something that points to your faults, your failures, your weaknesses, your past, and puts its thumb on you, so to speak, to push you down. It shows you no hope and no way out. Yes. Conviction is something that when you're, the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin, but once we're born again, the life and nature of God comes in us and then our own spirit will convict us if we do something against the word, right? And so God doesn't keep on convicting and convicting. He convicts us through our own spirit, that our own spirit will say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have gone to that place. Yeah. Doing, that's our own spirit convicting us. But when our spirit convicts us, we see the correction to make and it lifts us when we do it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so we have to realize that God has no partnership with condemnation. Mm -hmm. We've been reading in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, looking at this verse. Paul said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we're walking, we're walking not after the flesh, but we're walking after the Spirit. Yeah, amen. 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 Look at that first phrase. There is therefore now. God put a timeline to the end of condemnation in your life right now. Right now. Amen. This point forward, no more condemnation. Amen. There is therefore now no condemnation to them 
which are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because now our identification comes from who we are in Him, not from who we are in the flesh. This is the thought of the renewed mind. When people are trying to feel good about themselves in the flesh, basically they're trying to make, them, they're trying to make the old man feel good. Yeah. We're a new man. <laughs> you can't dress up the old man and pass him off as the new man. He's not the new man. The new man is in Christ. Amen. We have to, the renewed mind is mindful of who we are in Christ instead of who we are in ourselves. Who we are, oh, oh, you know, I missed this. I, I, I'm weak at that. I failed at this so many times. Listen, the more you look at you, the natural side of you, the lower you, you go. But the more you look at and, and renew your mind to who you are in Him, it elevates every single arena of your life, including the thought life. Amen. So when people talk about their past or they're mindful of their past, even if they're not telling you about it, but they rehearse it over, over and over like a monkey on their back. They go through life just under the guilt, the guilt, shame, regret. All of that is the flow of condemnation. All of it. And it'll rob you of faith and it'll rob you of joy. Because when you got no faith, you got no joy. Yeah. When, your faith is, when your faith is hindered, your joy is hindered. Yes. Your peace is hindered. Yes. Why? Because faith has two companions, especially it runs around with, and it's peace and joy. Yes. And when your faith is not functioning because the crippling that comes from being living under a cloud of condemnation, your peace and the joy is affected. Yes. Amen. Amen. So people need to realize to yield to condemnation is to uh, step outside of joy, step outside of peace. It robs us of those flows that belong to us in Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, I was reading uh, the definition of condemnation, just the dictionary definition. It says, pronounced to be wrong, guilty, and worthless. Condemned means also sentenced to punishment or destruction. That is not us. That's why, though, when people yield to a feeling of condemnation, a sense of condemnation. That's why they, they look weighted down. That's why there's no shine on the face. There's no joy in the eyes because they're living under something that doesn't belong to them. You're not, if you're born again, you're not sentenced to punishment and destruction. <laughs> you're not. That doesn't describe the believer. But what you say, well, Pastor Nancy, you know, I've done things wrong. I've missed God. I've disobeyed God. I've been guilty. Yeah, but that's why we had the blood of Jesus that washes all that away. And it makes it as though we never missed it. That's what the blood, the power and the victory of the blood, it is though we never missed it. This is why we must renew our minds to who we are in Christ and what that blood did for us, where that blood put us. It put us on victory ground. Amen. You don't, you're not in victory because you've done everything right. You're in victory because He did everything right. You're not righteous because you've done everything right. You're righteous because He did everything right and gave you His righteousness. 
Amen. And Amen. too many times Christians, and listen, I've pastored for 25 years. I know I've seen people with a cloud over their life. You look at them and the, the joy has gone out of their eyes. They're trying to, they, they know that they should be joyful, that they know they should be peaceful and they don't know why they're not. And this is one of the primary reasons they're not. They're yielding to a sense of condemnation over their past, over the, over the choices they've made, over the directions they've taken in life. Listen, God is smarter than our highway construction guys. You know what? When the highway, if you miss your exit ramp, there's another exit ramp up ahead. Because why do they do that? Because those who who design and build the, the infrastructures for the road systems, they know people miss it. Yeah. God's smart enough to know. If you miss it, you're not cut off from all his best. There's another access road. Back on. Amen. And the blood of Jesus is the entrance into that, back into the plan of God, back into the will of God. So don't think that I've got to do out without the will of God because I made a decision long ago that has troubled my life. I tell you what, the blood of Jesus is greater than your wrong decision. I tell you, we need to quit have, pay, placing value on what we've done wrong and place value on the price he paid for us with his own blood. Amen. The blood makes you right. The blood puts you back as though you never missed it. The blood restores. Amen. The blood restores. God will restore. Amen. You get under a sense of condemnation and you live under that sense of condemnation, your faith will be crippled. It will rob you of your miracle. I tell you, condemnation is mean. Why? Because it's an outflow of the enemy. And I tell you what, there is no mercy in his flow. You get under that sense of condemnation, you will not find mercy there. Amen. You get into God's flow. What is that? Renew your mind. Who you are in Christ. That's where the mercies of God are. Amen. Amen. We have to cooperate with God. You know, I remember my husband talked about years ago, he was preaching on the road and had a mighty service. There were many people who were healed in that service. He laid hands on the sick and just God healed many, many people. In fact, he called me that night because there was such an outstanding flow of healing power. And he was talking to me about some of the, uh, the testimonies of it. Well, when he went back to the hotel room, he said there just came waves of condemnation. Well, you missed it in your sermon. You shouldn't have said this. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. I'm going to tell you something. You ever take counsel from your enemy? <laughs> He'll bring you down to his level. If you're just going to look, if we look at ourselves, we sink. We look at who we are in him. It elevates everything of our life. He gave us the better place to look, and it's not us. It's at Him <laughs> and at His Word. Amen. So, um, Ed, just, you know, that when, when condemnation starts trying to talk to you and inject its way into your thought life, it can't get in if you don't accept it. You better answer it and say, I'm not, deal I'm not yielding to that. I love something Smith Wigglesworth said. He was a... a, 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 a Strong faith healing ministry. Um, English preacher. He was on the forefront in the early, early half of the 1900s. And he said, when I'm done preaching, I leave my sermon in the pulpit. 
I like that. What's he mean? I'm not going to carry that back to my room and the enemy sit and say, you shouldn't have said this, you shouldn't have said that. And then that becomes, after your sermon becomes a low place because you're just being condemned. See, you, you got, this is, part of, this is part of a sound mind. This is part of a disciplined thought life. This is part of having control over your thought life based on the word. I love that. He said, I leave my sermon in the pulpit. Meaning this, I'm not going to touch it in my thought life. Now, if God brings up something, that's different. Yeah. But don't you let condemnation bring it up because he'll always show you what you did wrong and how you weren't enough. Yes. Yes. And that's basically what the, the enemy was working on my husband at that, that time. He went back to the room and then the enemy just, so to speak, dogpiled on his head with this sense of condemnation. Like I said, what do you do? You answer it. You better recognize that it's not God ministering to you. <laughs> <laughs> you answer it, you talk to it, and you tell it no. But anyway, so he said he just got under that sense of condemnation. Why? Because when condemnation talks, you can feel that. You can feel a sense of unworthiness, but you better answer it because you are made worthy in Christ. You better answer that sense of unworthiness. It's not yours. That's the devil's. And so he said he got up the next morning. He was under that, just, it just troubled him. And he woke up the next morning and he said he's... You know, he's getting ready, he's shaving, and he said, that, that stuff's just bombarding his mind. And uh, he said, I'm just sitting there crying. He says, I'm saying, God, you know, you just need to get somebody else. I've just missed it so bad. I've, you know, I've said this wrong, I've done this wrong and all that. And he said, all of a sudden, he has a vision, and he sees a bust of himself. You've seen like in a museum or something, a marble bust. Yeah. He said, that's exactly what I saw. Like I was a bust of me sitting on a shelf, a marble bust. And he said, all of a sudden in the vision, I saw a hammer come and hit the top of that. And he said, when it did, cracks just went everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's all my faults. And God said to him, that's all your faults, your failures, your weaknesses. And he says, I know. And he said, I thought God was going to say, you've just been disqualified from the ministry. And he said, God said, that represents all the cracks, represents all the faults, the failures, the weaknesses. And he said, then all of a sudden, in that vision, I saw blood start oozing into those cracks and filling them in, and they were no longer there. What was that? He's saying the blood of Jesus makes up for all the differences. The blood of Jesus makes up for all the faults, the failures. Listen, if we did it right, we wouldn't need a Savior. That's right. I mean, if we all yeah. were perfect yeah. and did everything right, but we have a Savior. Yes. And His blood is for our faults, Amen. our failures, our misses. Not so we can keep staying in those places, but so we can say, I have divine help. I don't have to keep missing it. I don't have to keep having that. But then you don't live under the sense of condemnation of what you did in the past either. Amen. I remember... I remember... Um, Oh, year, several years ago now, there was just, and I've learned this anytime. Well, let me, let me harp back even to this. You recognize the threat of the attack with the enemy that after there was great success for the kingdom in my husband's service, people were healed. The word was given to people that the devil came to bring that sense of condemnation. Why? Because the victory was so great. The devil wants to get you off that victory flow. <laughs> um, anytime God is going to promote you, 
the devil, one of his strategies is to make you wholly aware of your weaknesses, mm -hmm. your flaws, mm -hmm. your failures, your misses. Why? Because it's going to take faith to advance into the next thing God has for you. Mm -hmm. And the devil's trying to cripple your faith so you won't make that advancement. Mm -hmm. Now pay attention to that. That's huge for you to learn that. Anytime God has, God's endeavoring to bring you into something more, into another level of something, promote you, advance you, there's always going to come this strategy of the enemy yeah. against your life that he's going to point to your natural side, your carnal side, all the sins, all the places of missing it. And if your mind isn't renewed, you'll yield to that. But you better answer that. Those places aren't there anymore, devil. The blood washed the past away. The blood washed all that away. God's not dealing with me now based on my past. He's dealing with me based on the blood that cleansed me. Amen. You have to answer that. But no, at a time of promotion, the devil wants to cripple your faith mm -hmm. because it's going to take faith to move with God mm -hmm. into that place of promotion. And if he can cripple your faith through condemnation, he can, he can hold you back from going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So at a time God was advancing me further into some things, there was that strategy. I mean, for a time, it was just a sense and just, I mean, it's almost tangible. Mm -hmm in the way you feel that, that, that oppression come against you. And uh, I would just say, no, that's not me. That's, that no longer describes me. The blood describes me. Who I am in Christ describes me. The weaknesses, the faults, the failures, all of that doesn't describe me. But I remember I was, there, there were days I didn't do it as good as I should have. And I remember one of those times and I, and I, and I said to Jesus, I said, Jesus, I, am, I repent to you for missing it at the same place again. That's one of the things that I will tend to get displeased with myself about is missing it again and again at the same place. And one of these times I had missed it again at the same place. And I said to Jesus, I said, I, I'm, I missed it again at the same place. And I know this, it doesn't work to try to hide it, <laughs> you know. I'm pretty quick to say I missed it on those things. And so I, I had repented to him again for missing it at the same place. And so I picked up a book and I was sitting down to read and I'd read maybe two or three minutes and I had this sense to get down on my knees. And right there where I was, I was at home and I was studying, but I had this sense to get down on my knees and so I did. And the minute my, my knees hit the floor, Jesus stood in front of me. And he said this, he said, you have failed many, many times, but I never have. So I share my success with you. <laughs> Think of it. I'm so glad that I brought it up first and not him. I'm so glad. See, he wasn't taking my sin and holding me under it. He was applying his success to it. What was it? His blood, the price he paid, that he never missed it. That washed away all the places I've ever missed it. That washes away all the places you've ever missed it. Now renew your mind to that. You say, what do you mean, Pastor, renew my mind to that? Talk it. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me. The blood of Jesus has washed away my past. The blood of Jesus has washed away the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment. I'm no longer, I don't live under embarrassment and shame. All of that is the flow of condemnation. And, and the word tells us when condemnation should be over. Therefore, there is now no 
condemnation. Right now, right now. Listen, uh, in some religions, they teach people you've got to pay the price for your sin. They try to inflict their own body to try to get their own blood flowing. You know what? That's exactly what condemnation will try to make you do. No, you might not afflict your own body physically to pay for your sin, but people get under shame, guilt, condemnation. All of that is you're trying to do the same thing. You're trying to pay the price for what you've done wrong by carrying a sense of guilt and condemnation. You can't pay that price. Jesus paid that price. Don't ever fall into trying to pay the price by living under a sense of shame and guilt and condemnation. Place more value on the blood than you do on your own sin. (laughs) The blood cleanses me, makes me right. Amen. Well, we were looking at something uh, in the previous episode, and we invite you to go back and watch the previous episode because it'll help you with this. Mark 11, 23 and 24, Jesus was talking to the disciples. And he said in verse 23, For verily I say unto you that, what's, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Again, verse 23 is telling you, things will obey you, talk to them. Talk to them in faith. And then verse 24, uh, Jesus said, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Verse 24 is telling you how to get your desires met. Verse 23 is telling you how to get get rid of things or to get things to come, talk to them. How to have desires met, verse 24, you use your faith. Now, in verse 25, Jesus is telling us this is the primary thing, not the only thing, that will keep your faith from working. And he said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. Well, if you have aught against somebody else, you better forgive them. Why? Because you need your faith to work. You need that miracle. But when he says, he said, forgive if you have aught against any. Also in that category of any can be you. If you have ought against yourself, you haven't forgiven yourself, your faith won't work. Mm -hmm. I said your faith won't work as it ought. Forgive yourself. Now go with me to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins. Now see he's writing to Christians. If we confess our sins. God is faithful. Ah, look at that. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Look at this. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A sense of unrighteousness you're cleansed from. Because see, when we, when we sin and we miss it, uh, there's a sense, I missed it. I've gone against the righteousness that's mine. And there's that sense, I've gone against that. Well, see, God cleanses you from that sense of unrighteousness, of knowing you went against it. But you need to acknowledge that. Father, I miss that. I repent to you of that. Amen. Uh, If you repent of it, right there you close the door to the devil. See, when we miss it, we we open the door to the enemy. But if we'll just be quick to repent, we close the door. We close the door. Amen. Now, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. How does he cleanse us? With the blood of Jesus. 
with His Word, the water of the Word, with the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we have to be doers of this verse. We have to believe that once we repent, that we're forgiven. We have to believe that once we acknowledge, if we confess it, that we have to believe that we're cleansed from it. Well, when are we cleansed? A week later? When are we forgiven? Two weeks later? The moment we confess it. So that means we shouldn't be carrying a sense of feeling bad. How long should we, how, how long should we feel bad? Well, maybe a month. Why? If you believe He forgave you, if, he for, if you believe He cleansed you from it, you ought to get up and say, Thank you, Father, I'm clean. Now I, I move forward clean and forgiven. Yeah, that's good. That means it's all over. I'm not going to fellowship with the shame of missing it. I'm not going to fellowship with the guilt of missing it, with the condemnation of missing it, because that doesn't lift you to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, not condemnation that leads us to it. Amen. Amen. Condemnation, you'll just repent and repent and repent with no faith because yeah. condemnation robbed you of faith. Yeah. And this is why many times people live with a sense of condemnation. They haven't forgiven themselves. You've got to be a doer of the word to, and forgive yourself. If you're not forgiving yourself, you're not being a doer of the word in that arena. You get that? If you're not forgiving yourself. You're not being a doer of 1 John 1, 9. And that's why people then go around feeling bad because they're not being a doer of the Word. They're going yeah. against the Word and their own spirit convicts them of that. Yeah. You're not even receiving, the walking in the light of the Word there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, forgiveness is a decision. It's a decision, not a feeling. You might feel, I feel so bad for what I've done. Uh, you better lay faith on that feeling. Get rid of that. Drive that feeling out with the word of faith. Amen. Amen. Choose yeah. to forgive yourself. No, I've forgiven. I don't care if I feel forgiven or not. Yes. <laughs> I am forgiven. I believe the word more than I believe what I feel. Yes. I'm not going to believe what I feel. I'm going to believe the word. Don't, put it, don't believe anything more than you believe what God says. Yeah. Don't believe anything more than you believe what God says. So to fail to forgive yourself is to doubt that He cleansed you. You understand that? He says that if we confess it, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us. So if we don't forgive ourselves, we're saying He did not forgive us and He did not cleanse us. And people say, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to doubt that He forgave you and cleansed you will hold you in a place where you don't forgive yourself. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank God for the help of the Word. Thank God for the renewing of the mind. No more condemnation. No more. No more shame. No more guilt. No more embarrassment. No more. No more. Amen. Because the blood makes it right. And the blood has made me right. Amen. Well, we're, ta we're teaching to you out of the Sound Discipline Mind Book. We invite you to get your copy. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and we'll get that right out to you. And until next time, remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Colossians tells us that Jesus spoiled, defeated, and stripped Satan in his total conquest and victory over him. 
The timeless truths in this book answer it, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.